reading from the first book of Kings. Elijah the prophet went off to Sidon, and when he reached the city gate, there was a widow gathering sticks. Addressing her, he said, Please, bring me a little water in a vessel for me to drink. She was setting off to bring it when he called after her. Please, he said, bring me a scrap of bread in your hand. As the Lord your God lives, she replied, I have no baked bread, but only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in the jug. I am just gathering a stick or two to go and prepare this for myself and my son to eat. Then we shall die. But Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said. But first, make a little scone of it for me and bring it to me. And then make some for yourself and for your son. For thus the Lord speaks, the God of Israel. Jar of meal shall not be stent. Jar of oil shall not be emptied before the day when the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. The woman went and did as Elijah told her, and they ate the food, she, himself, and her son. The jar of meal was not spent, and the jug of oil emptied, just as the Lord had foretold through Elijah. The word of the Lord. to 
reading from the letter to the Hebrews. It is not as though Christ had entered a man-made sanctuary which was only modelled on the real one, but it was heaven itself, so that he could appear in the actual presence of God on our behalf. And he does not have to offer himself again and again, like the high priest going into the sanctuary year after year with the blood that is not his own, or else he would have had to suffer over and over again since the world began. Instead of that, he has made his appearance once and for all, now at the end of the last age, to do away with sin by sacrificing himself. Since men only die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ too offers himself only once to take the faults of many on himself. And when he appears a second time, it will not be to deal with sin, but to reward with salvation those who are waiting for him. The word of the Lord. In his teaching, Jesus said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk about in long robes, to be greeted obsequiously in the market squares, to take the front seats in the synagogues and the places of honour at banquets. These are the men who swallow the property of widows while making a show of lengthy prayers. The more severe will be the sentence they receive. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the treasury, and many of the rich put in a great deal. A poor widow came and put in two small coins with the equivalent of a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, I tell you solemnly, this poor widow has put more in than all who have contributed to the treasury. For they have all put in money they had over, but she, from the little she had, has put in everything she possessed, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. Sidonia in the 8th century BC or so was a land of famine. There was a hunger in the land. Dare I say that 
2,800 years later, in Sidonia on the Foss, there is again a famine in the land, a famine for the word, a famine for faith, a famine for faith and love and hope, a famine for our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And it's the more serious a famine because people don't even know they're hungry. There's a great empty space where there should be true love, light, purpose, a sense of joy, the Holy Spirit, and there's nothing there. And so what do you do? Well, you divert yourself into other things, the things of this world, and you live for acquiring them, getting more of them, and trying to enjoy. And so we see people around us with everything that money can buy, but nothing else. And it's desperate. You and I are in a very special position because we have the pearl of great price. We've got the jar with the inexhaustible and miraculous supply of food, food they need as well as ourselves. And that food is Christ himself, not a formula or ideas or a set of rules, as important as they are, but the person of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus, who wishes to enter your hearts and mine if we will only unlock the door. If we invite the dear Christ in, he comes in not just to help you, but to reach out to others through you. That inexhaustible supply is Christ himself. The more generous you are with kindness and love, the more you will possess. The inverted economy, if you like, is real enough. And we see people who have given all and still are able to make others rich, impoverished as they may be, in merely material terms. So then, what is it you and I are asked to give to the world since we have Christ, the Supreme High Priest, within us to act in a priestly manner? Well, first of all, we can give love in all its forms. We can give a smile, we can give an encouraging word, a sympathetic and patient ear. How often people have no one to turn to who will listen. We have ideas that encourage and help. We have a depth of knowledge. You may not think of yourselves as wealthy, but you are indeed, because the possession you have is absolute. There are no limits to the amount of giving you can manage. And of course, the Lord does the rest. The kindness, the sharing, whatever it is, the forgiveness, the forbearance, the lending of perhaps personal property as well, all these are ensured by God to have their effect. And of course, he restores to us sevenfold, a hundredfold, as he says in the Gospel, not perhaps in this world, but in the life to come. And so you must see yourselves today as trustees, in the same position as the widow who has compassion on the holy man. Perhaps she hardly knows him, after all he's not Jewish, but she sees someone in need, and she gives what she can, all she can, without pausing to consider where her next meal is coming from. It is a supreme act of sacrificial trust. 
and you and I are invited to do the same, in our way, limited perhaps, occasional perhaps, but nonetheless you and I are invited to help others starving to death in this famine of faith. Now the Lord has enlisted you to this work, but he requires your consent. You can say to yourself, well that's all very well, but I'm hanging on to what I've got, it's not much, and I need it all. Rather let the Holy Spirit this day speak to your heart and show you which things you have, perhaps not in abundance, but which you can share with others, things of the spirit and heart, and things too of this world. Tidy out the attic of your mind, but also the contents of your drawer, and see what there is there that might be valuable to others. It is a strange thing that we see ourselves as not really wealthy as Christians, whilst all the time we have an abundance of good things, and whilst we thank God for them, we also ask him for more, much more. He wishes to give to you far more than you receive yourself. So take heart at this time. People may not thank you for being generous to them. People may not thank you for praying for them and encouraging them to believe. But ultimately, their gratitude will be real. In all this, you and I are asked to be persons of trust, handing over to the Lord all those who come into our life and allowing him to reach out to them, often for healing. Many people, including young people, need healing of the imagination, always fantasizing about the next challenge. Others, of course, need healing of memories. Too many hard and painful things have happened in their young lives, and the Lord wishes to make them whole and new and joyful once more. You have a part to play in that as well, for the Christian, in virtue of his or her baptism, is a healer in the Lord's name. So therefore today's first reading is a matter of the greatest encouragement to us. We don't know much about the widows in the Holy Land, in Zarephath and elsewhere, but they responded to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, not knowing that thousands of years later, they would be held up as an example. May they pray for us at this time. And finally, we should thank God he's brought you here today to enlist you in that work, and he stands by your side, awaiting, it seems extraordinary, your every word, so that he can move in and help. The Lord says, I stand at the door and knock. Open, therefore, the doors of your heart this day.